Today we are thinking about the words prevent and grace. When I was a teenager in the 1960s, the Church of England worship was all Book of Common Prayer. The BCP had not been radically revised or replaced since its second edition in 1552. That was okay for me. The Church of England had been like that for 400 years. I just had to accept it. The same way I accepted that you did Chaucer and Shakespeare at school. The most recent author I studied for English GCE was Jonathan Swift's Gulliver's Travels, written in 1726. The educated world, it seemed, lived in old times. That was the way of it. God and the past went together. God was also future. After we died, where in heaven we hoped to join all the heroes of the past who still spoke, presumably, the old English they had used when they were alive on earth. That was okay, I thought. But was it? What about the present? What about now? Was God for now, in my everyday world? Not really. It was largely expected that you had to opt out of the sordid present to find God. It wasn't long before I moved on to A-levels and was discovering something of the importance of the present, the here and now, in the existentialism of Albert Camus and Jean-Paul Sartre. Live for the moment was the call. Life is absurd, they said. It hasn't any meaning other than what the current moment brings. Friedrich Nietzsche was coming back into fashion with his claim that the idea of God died with the Enlightenment. If Christianity was to have any impact, any chance of survival, it would have to recognise God in the here and now. It was essential that God was recognised as belonging in the present moment, not just in the past or the future. But God is indeed in the present moment. The problem is that the Church for the most part has been living in the past for so long that we have lost sight of him. His grace is way out in front of us, urging us on, challenging us to break out and break free. The 16th century church knew this. The Reformation had uprooted all the established conventions that linked Christianity with the power of medieval regimes. These reformers taught that God was leading the way and coming up behind us to encourage us too. The Book of Common Prayer largely written by Thomas Cramner, Archbishop of Canterbury, was hugely radical for its time. The colic for the 17th Sunday after Trinity goes, We pray that thy grace may always prevent and follow us. Prevent and follow us. What a wonderful example of old language getting in the way. There is everything right with the prayer, but the meaning of the word prevent has changed. Today it means the opposite from what Cranmer meant. Prevent meant for him, go before to prepare the way, not get in the way of, which it means today. As a young priest I was trained to say prevent rather than prevent. But of course that didn't really cut the mustard. If Thomas Cranmer were here now, he would be a real advocate for common worship in modern English. 
He would be calling us to get with it. He would stick to his faith in his God, but use the best words to express it in the 2020s. The prayer for grace to go before, to open the way for us, is exactly the prayer we need to pray. This idea is wonderful. Wow, we no longer need to be lost, thrashing about to make sense of life, no longer finding ourselves slipping into despondency and hopelessness. God is going ahead of us, blazing the way and giving us grace, empowering us to follow him into life, hope, joy, peace and above all love. When? Not as a reflection on the past. Not just in some distant, indistinct future, but now. In the 1960s, the church did begin to update itself. It's been held back by those who, trying to hold on to the values of the past, have rejected the present. But 50 years on, I am delighted to see the church has got to where many of us young ones then thought it should be in 1970. But that means we're 50 years out of date. Our young people are again demanding change, and quite rightly so, because the Holy Spirit is still out there in front calling us onwards. Our colic for today, Easter 5, picks up on Cramner's prayer with the words, By your grace going before us, God is opening the way to understand more deeply and to grow. In our reading for today from Acts 8, Philip is sent by God to explain to an Ethiopian on the road reading the scriptures. He has suspected there was something profound in the verses he was reading for him, but he didn't know what it was. The language was closed to him. However, The grace of God was preparing the way, going before him. God sent Philip to open up the good news to the Ethiopian and it was a wow moment for him. What was to hinder him, or as our translation has using the current meaning of the word prevent him, from being baptised there and then? There was nothing like the present moment. God was in that moment as he is in every single present moment. God is present for each one of us, too, now. There is nothing in the way, nothing to prevent us, nothing to stop us coming to him right now. Our task is to do all we can to allow the good news of Jesus to be heard today. God is alive. Christ is risen. It's not just something of history. Let us allow God to use us as channels of his grace, opening the way for everyone we meet to be wowed as that Ethiopian was, as Cranmer was. Lord, we pray that thy grace may always prevent and follow us. Amen.